Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Cass Daly, comedian Danny Thomas, and the further adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Comedian Cass Daly appeared in motion pictures and on her own radio show. One of the hit songs of the 1940s was We Strolled the Lane Together, and almost every popular singer of that time recorded it. But the, the song never sounded the same after Miss Daly sang it on her radio show one evening. We strolled the lane together Sang love's refrain together And we both pretend It would never end Ah, gee, isn't that beautiful, huh? Comedian Danny Thomas started his career as a nightclub entertainer, and later on, one of his first big breaks came when he appeared on the Fanny Bryce Show as the famous postman Jerry Dingle. Here's one of the sequences. 
And now let's pick up our peripatetic postman, Jerry Dingle, as he breezily reports for duty to the head coach of old Sycamore Prep. Jerry, I appreciate your answering my call. I can use you today. Oh, gee, Coach Wingbuck, anything I can do to help out the old team. You know me. Look at my eyes, clear as a bell. Look at my legs, muscles like iron. And look yeah, at my... whoa, whoa, hold on. It isn't your legs I'm interested in. It's your arms. My arms? You mean you're going to let me carry the ball? Uh, no, Jerry, I want you to carry the pail. <laughs> the pail? Yes, our regular water boy is sick, and I thought you could take his place today. Well, gee, Coach, I... water boy... I mean, I've asked a lot of my friends to the game. What if they see me? Well, there's plenty of water, Jerry. <laughs> Give them a drink. <laughs> I won't do it, that's all. I won't do it, I tell you, I won't do it. I don't want to be water boy. Stop it, Jerry, you're acting like a baby. You want to carry the water, or don't you? Well, that's the spirit, two o'clock sharp. Now run along, I got a lot of plays to work out. Big shot coach. Goes to college for four years to learn how to blow a whistle. <laughs> What's so tough about blowing a whistle? Any moron can do it. I've been blowing one for years. <laughs> Big man. When he played football for Sycamore, he was the lemon in their T formation. <laughs> he should have been a string changer on a yo-yo team. <laughs> what a show-off. I could be a better coach than him any time. Boy, I can just picture myself in the locker room inspiring the team between halves. What a coach I'd be. Sure, why not? It's a free country. I'm a citizen. Officer Coach Dingle. No, I'm sorry. Mr. Dingle doesn't coach football teams. He's a second-half bucker-upper. That's right. He gives pep talks in locker rooms between halves. Thank you. Oh, hello, Miss Gibney. Any messages? Harvard University calls. Sorry, Miss Gibney. Can't make it. How about Princeton? Can't make it. Oh, yes, the dean of Vassar called. Vassar? <laughs> that I'll make. <laughs> My old alma mater. Your alma mater? Yeah. Vassar's a girl's school. I know. My father sent me there. He wanted me to have all the things mother didn't have. <laughs> Coach Dingle, I need your help. Do you really get results with those pep talks? Do I? Just look at some of my clients. Notre Dame, Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan. How's Michigan doing? I don't know. They're probably still counting the votes. <laughs> uh, your face looks familiar. That's right. I'm Coach Wingbuck of Sycamore Prep. Wingbuck, eh? I thought you might come crawling around to me one of these days. What's your problem? Oh, you've got to help the old team out, Dingle. It's the end of the first half and we're a little behind. What's the score? 87 to nothing. <laughs> this is a case for Coach Dingle. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Grab that water pail. All right, men, gather around while I check the lineup. Father Plutchikoff. Present, sir. Wajina Braskowitz. Present, sir. Pani Slavnitsky. Present, sir. Jones. Jones. Uh, excuse me, please. Do not speak English. <laughs> All right. Men... I want you all to rise now, place your helmets over your hearts, and sing with me that great alma mater song, We're Strong for Toledo. Toledo? Yeah. High school is Sycamore Prep. I know, but Toledo has a better song. <laughs> Listen, I'll sing it for you myself. <clears throat> We're strong for Toledo. Oh. T-O-L-E-D-O 
One of you is saying bum. Excuse me. The girls are the fairest, and the boys are the square of any old town that I know. Boy, is that corny. I heard that remark. Corny, is it? Well, my friend, let me ask you this. What is corn and who are we to say that it is? You know, if you're not a little bit corny, there's something the matter with you. Why, when you walk down the street of a town like Toledo, or better still, Deerfield, Michigan, 20 miles northwest of, 165 citizens strong, that's the town. <laughs> the town where I was born, brought into the world by a veterinarian, in case you're interested. <laughs> I really was. And I'll never forget, Mama told me when the old vet gave me that first slap, he said, there's going to be a lucky coat. <laughs> well, when you walk down the street of a town like that, coming in the opposite direction is a man commonly referred to by the alleged intelligentsia as a yokel, a corny guy. He doesn't know you from a box of soybeans, but he smiles. Howdy, neighbor. Take the rain and hurt the rhubarb. So it's not such a brilliant remark. Maybe it isn't even going to rain. I'll lay you 10 to 7, you're not growing rhubarb. But at least he smiled and he said something. Oh, I'll never forget Deerfield. There were 17 of us living under one roof. A ramshackle old farmhouse. 17 humans. One bathtub. <laughs> I remember the day it came with a set of directions. <laughs> and every Saturday night, while we were working out in the fields, as soon as the hot water was ready, Ma used to ring the bell and we made a mad dash right through the fields to get there. The tank held enough water for only 16 baths. Poor Uncle Bill. He was always a 17th. And no matter how fast he ran, 16 of us ran faster. I'll never forget one Saturday night in the middle of one of his best runs. He was running in earnest that night. He meant to get there. But unfortunately, the odds were against him. And so was the Zodiac. There were no stars, it was pitch dark, you couldn't see a darn thing, and he ran right smack into the clothesline. He never had a chance. <laughs> well, sir, Uncle Bill lay there, tangled up in that clothesline for three weeks. But he wasn't lonesome. Every time one of us walked by him, we smiled. Howdy, Uncle Bill! Think the rain hurt the rhubarb? <laughs> Then Uncle Bill passed away at the ripe old age of 104, and we laid him to rest in his favorite spot, the bathtub. <laughs> and we put the bathtub in the rhubarb patch. And now when we pass there, we say, howdy, rhubarb, you think the rain will hurt Uncle Bill? <laughs> well, you see, boys, that's why you mustn't be ashamed to sing. We're strong for Toledo. Oh. That's the place where the Buckeyes grow. Oh. In any old weather, we'll all stick together. 
Most of us in America grew up with the Nelson family, Ozzie and Harriet, and their two sons, David and Ricky. The TV series, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, is still being seen on television screens all over the country. And long before television, they appeared on radio with programs like this. Folks, there's usually something going on at the Nelson household. So let's look in at their house on Rogers Road and see what's happening on this particular morning. At the moment, Ozzie and Harriet are browsing through the morning paper. Hey, there's quite a bit happening in the world this morning. Oh, there certainly is. Hey, look at this unusual item. A dog by the name of Dice Game had eight puppies. A dog named Dice Game had eight puppies. <laughs> what's so unusual about that? She did it the hard way, two floors. <laughs> doesn't really say that in the paper. Yeah, and look what else I found, Harriet. Hey, just listen to this ad. Beautiful eight-room house for rent, two baths, completely furnished, $35 a month. Where do you see that? Right over here in this column, the one called 25 Years Ago Today. <laughs> well, it'd have to be something like that. Housing conditions today are simply terrible. Yeah, it's really awful. All those people without any rooms. Gosh, I wonder what... Hey, I have an idea. You know our spare room? You mean that room your mother uses when she drops in and spends three days with us? Three days? Yes, yeah, Sunday, Monday, and always. <laughs> <laughs> just joking, you know, just joking. I'll bet you are. <laughs> Listen, but don't you think we ought to offer that room to someone who really needs it? Hey, that's a wonderful idea. And I can't think of anyone who needs it more than a serviceman. Oh, Ozzie, that's super. All we have to do is list our room with the USO. Uh, say, Harriet, what do you think we ought to ask for, a sailor or a soldier? Well, gee, I don't know, Ozzy. After all, what's the difference between a soldier and a sailor? Mm, about 18 buttons. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to have somebody extra in the house, I think we ought to tell Gloria about it. You know, it's going to make more work for her. I don't think she'll mind, but maybe you ought to see how she feels about it. Oh, Gloria! Gloria! Did you call me, Mr. Nelson? <laughs> yes, I did, Gloria. You know how tough it is to get apartments these days, don't you? Oh, yes, it's a terrible problem. Do you know my cousin and her family are paying $60 a month for two rooms with an adjoining? An adjoining what? I don't know. They haven't been able to get the door open yet. <laughs> Mr. Nelson and I have been thinking of letting someone use our spare room And, well, we just wanted to make sure it'd be all right with you Oh, I don't mind I've always worked hard I come from a very large family, you know And I had to support them You mean you had to support your father, too? Well, only on Saturday night <laughs> No, no, Gloria, Mrs. Nelson means didn't your father work? Oh, yes, my father worked we used to keep it pretty quiet, but confidentially, my father was a bartender. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a bartender. I know. But you see, my father invented a new drink, the San Fernando Valley Cocktail. <laughs> the San Fernando Valley Cocktail? Yeah. One drink and you settle down and never more roam. 
right with you, Gloria. We're going to let a serviceman use the room. Oh, that'll be nice. You know my boyfriend's a serviceman. Your boyfriend's a serviceman? Oh, yes. In Roosevelt's company. Oh, you mean one of Jimmy Roosevelt's Marine Raiders? No, one of Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders. <laughs> all settled. We just wanted to let you know that there may be a soldier or a sailor here very soon. Well, thanks for telling me. I'll go put some lipstick on. I say soldier or sailor, because I don't know which it'll be. Well, Mrs. Nelson, sailors are pretty fresh. I hope it's a sailor. (laughs) Say, Gloria, do you think maybe you ought to run along now and straighten out the room? Oh, yes. And, Mr. Nelson, I just thought of something. Wouldn't it be odd if you happened to get my brother? Oh, is he in the service? No, that's why it'd be so odd. <laughs> well, Gloria, Mr. Nelson and I are going downtown now, and we'll register with the USO. If they should phone, then you'll know what it's all about. Hmm? Yeah, that's where we're going to get this sailor or soldier. Well, my goodness, why go to all the trouble of getting him that way? Well, do you know an easier way? Well, sure, just stand on the corner and whistle. <laughs> Sergeant Mulligan, I think I have just the place for you to spend your furlough. I'm calling the party now. Hello, Nelson resident. Hello, this is the USO calling. The who? The USO. How do you spell it? <laughs> U-S-O. Oh, it's just like you pronounce it, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, will you please tell Mrs. Nelson that I'm sending out a Marine this evening? How many? One, that's all Mrs. Nelson asked for. Yes, I know. I just thought I could do a little recruiting on my own. <laughs> well, please tell Mrs. Nelson that the Marine, Sergeant Mulligan, will be there about 8 o'clock. Yes, ma'am. I'll give her the message. You'll be sure now. Oh, certainly. I always tell them anything anybody says. Well, that's good. Sometimes they hate me for it. <laughs> now, goodbye, USO. Yes. <laughs> goodbye, and thank you very much. There you are, Sergeant Mulligan. It's all arranged. You can spend your furlough in a lovely private home. I'm sure it'll be very comfortable. Oh, thank you very much. Sure will be nice to live in a home again for a while. Even if I am a Marine, I guess a girl is a girl. Oh, Ozzy, did Gloria tell you the lady from the USO phoned while we were out? Oh, is that so? Mm Mm-hmm. A Marine is coming over. Sergeant Mulligan. Be here about 8 o'clock. I guess we better hurry and get this room fixed up. Sergeant Mulligan of the Marines. Probably built like a big bruiser. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but we want to make everything as comfortable as possible for the sergeant. You know, Harriet, I read something about barrel chest Mulligan, the wrestler, joining the Marines. Maybe this is the same Mulligan. Oh, really? Gee, we could have a lot of fun wrestling around the room together. Oh, Ozzy, you're liable to get hurt. Oh, don't worry about me. Just wait till I try some of my new grips on the sergeant. Well, who can tell? You're liable to become great pals. Sure, I wouldn't be surprised if I spent most of my time right in this room here. Well... Well, it'll be a nice change for you anyway. What are you doing there, dear? Oh, I was just looking in the bureau drawer. I'd better put an extra pair of pajamas in here. What for? Marines don't wear pajamas. 
Well, I don't think they wear nightgowns with lace on them. <laughs> That's all I'd have to see, Sergeant Mulligan walking around in a nightgown. <laughs> well, Marines must sleep in something. Only their underwear. They like to show off their tattooing. <laughs> uh, Harriet, didn't the laundry come back yet? What are you looking for? Some clean shorts. If it's a nice day tomorrow, Mulligan and I might sit out in the yard and take a sunbath. <laughs> we don't uh, happen to have any cigarettes in the house, do we? No, but I'm putting one of your pipes and some cigars by the bed here. Oh, that's good. That's probably Sergeant Mulligan now. Well, thank goodness the room's all in order. Let's go let him in. Good evening. I'm Sergeant Mulligan of the Marines. Why, I, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I'm... <laughs> Why... <laughs> Why, suddenly you're a girl <laughs> Oh, no, I've been one for years <laughs> No, you see, what he means is that Well, we thought that You see, we were expecting a boy <laughs> So were my parents, but then I came along <laughs> Oh, I guess I can see what's the trouble, though They didn't tell you at the USO And you thought the Marine Sergeant was going to be a man <laughs> Well, yes, and this is quite a shock I'll say we're expecting a hard-boiled egg And we got one that's powdered <laughs> Naturally, you're more than welcome, Sergeant Mulligan. Come on in. Uh, do I hear somebody else at the door? Oh, I, I hope you won't think it an imposition, Mrs. Nelson, but I brought along a few of my buddies. Do you think we'll take up too much room? Oh, nonsense. The more the merrier. Oh. Come on in, girls. You're just in time for dinner. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do. First, we'll have a nice home-cooked dinner, and then Ozzie will take us all dancing at the Palladium. Oh, What's the matter, Ozzie? What are you so puzzled about? Well, I've gotten used to girl cab drivers, girl policemen, and even girl telegraph boys. But I never thought I'd see the day when I'd be dancing cheek to cheek with a Marine. Oh, my oh, wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.